Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at Superbook Sports. Download the app, plug in the promo code ATOZ. It's right there, right in front of you. ATOZ is the promo code for you to download or plug in when you download the Superbook Sports app. They'll match your first bet up to $250. Superbook.com for terms and conditions. True Mav Fitness, the best place to get the best workout in. Here in Middle Tennessee, your first workout is free as a Middle Tennessee resident with the great coaching staff and awesome workout programs that they will have prepared for you at TrueMathFitness.com. So uh, Will Levis is going to be the subject of a lot of discussion. We talked about the pros and cons of narratives around Will Levis versus Ryan Tannehill and how realistic or detached from reality they actually are. But now we can have a legitimate conversation about expectations for these rookie quarterbacks because they're all three in different stages between the three top choices who landed here in the AFC South. Anthony Richardson in Indianapolis going third overall. You had C.J. Stroud go second to the Houston Texans after you thought there might be a little bit of a situation where the Titans might be able to make a play. They were very quickly undermined by Houston that way. And then ultimately... The Titans trying to trade up in the first round to get their quarterback, but ending up trading up in the second round to acquire Will Levis with the 33rd overall pick this year. So it's a uh, it's a situation where you look at all three guys and you say, all right, well, two of them are probably going to start right away. One of them certainly is going to start right away. And C.J. Stroud, it feels like Anthony Richardson is very much on that trajectory, given that he, uh, of all the criticisms around these three rookie quarterbacks, the biggest unknown of them is Anthony Richardson, and that's just a product of him not having played very much football at the collegiate level for us to be able to really get an, a handle on who this guy is at 20 years old. But as you look through the various uh, situations that these three are going to be presented with and that these three are going to have to overcome to some degree, uh, in their rookie seasons, I think it's a pretty interesting case study for us to compare their three careers. So, which AFC South rookie quarterback, Stroud, Levis, or Richardson, landed in the best spot? We're going to talk about this together. It's your Two Rivers Ford take. As always, it's made possible by Two Rivers Ford. Go to Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet. 40 years of award-winning customer service. It's their 40th anniversary here in Middle Tennessee as a locally owned and operated business providing you with quality American-made board vehicles at the best possible prices. Nobody goes above and beyond the way that Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com does for you. All right, so looking at the quarterback situations, whose landing spot do you like the best? So you have Indianapolis who last year uh, was one of the worst teams in football, obviously both the Texans and the uh, and the uh, Colts at this point, two of the worst teams in professional football, picking 
second and third overall in this year's draft. You understand the various uh, difficulties that they went to, but understand that they're on a pretty nice trajectory and do seem like they might be in decent situations. Now, both football teams were bad, but they've done a significant amount of overhaul. Both teams have new head coaches. Both teams have new coaching staffs. Both teams had a lot of draft capital with which to try and organically regenerate this roster. And then there's Will Levis, who lands on a team, falls out of the first round right after, you know, I mean, being potent, being discussed last offseason or, or yeah, last summer even, as I think when we did the Greg Cosell podcast where, where Greg watched his 2021 tape, came away from it and said, you know, if he continues on a similar trajectory or maintains his level of performance, this guy can absolutely be in the discussion for the number one overall pick. Now, ultimately, that didn't happen, right? The production fell off a cliff. Uh, the injuries were what they were. The coordinator change was not something that he seemed to adapt well with, and they lost a ton of talent on last year's Kentucky team. And so Will Levis falls out of the first round. Doesn't fall far out of the first round, but he does fall out of the first round in ways that, you know, I'm sure were surprising to him. Uh, and certainly the Titans tried to keep him in the first round, tried to trade up into the first round to go get him, ultimately landed him with the first pick of the, excuse me, with the second pick of the second round. So for Levis, you know, his situation is definitely different, right? The Titans were the best of these three teams last year, though it probably doesn't feel like it to you as a Titans fan. Losing seven straight games is a hard sell, but where the AFC South is right now, all three of these teams, and really the Jags even still starting two and six last season and almost you know, imploding uh, and then getting themselves together in the second half of a playoff game against the Chargers to win a playoff game. The Jags are not exactly on on sure footing either. It's a really, really interesting division to kind of see how all these things play out because I think that there is still room for somebody beyond Jacksonville to have a pretty good shot at this division title. And by nature of that, making the playoffs, you make the playoffs, then you are forced to be considered as a Super Bowl contender because you're one of the final teams remaining in the postseason picture. Uh, Levis went with the first pick in the second round. Uh, Denise says, that's that's right, Brooke. Uh, apologies, because there were, uh, well, no, there were 31 first-round picks this year, and Levis went, Levis went 33, didn't he? There were 31 first-round picks this year. Uh, I believe there was a player taken before Will Levis, 32 this year, was a second-round pick because the Dolphins did not have their pick because of the tampering situation. I can't remember the player who went uh, above Will Levis. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. went 32 to the ball. No, to the Pittsburgh Steelers. He ended up going to the Pittsburgh Steelers, the corner from Penn State, and then Will Levis at 33. So, uh, yes, he was a he was the second pick in the second round, not the first pick in the second round. Um, but easy to confuse because he was the 33rd overall selection. So looking at the, uh, looking at the situation, B friend says, Kevin Byers going to kill these rookies this year. Yeah. I don't imagine that there's a ton of, uh, I don't imagine that there's a ton of fun offensive football, right? Like I'm not anticipating any of these three offenses and I have, I have high hopes for the Jags. I'd like to see the Jags. Um, you know, I objectively as somebody who wants to watch watchable football, I'd like to see Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars take a step forward, even as that, you know, would obviously be to the detriment of the team that I cover. I, you know, I'm, I'm much more 
invested in seeing good football than I am in something that would inherently benefit the team just because, you know, if that, I'd like to, I'd like to cover the playoffs, but I'm, you know, it's not like, uh, I didn't mind having January off this year. Anyway, we don't need to get into that. Uh, Robert's shaking his head behind the scenes at me. I know. I was just thinking about it. I was like, oh, it wasn't so bad to have January off, but I understand why you want your team to make the playoffs. <laughs> so looking at, uh, looking at the situation for these three players, I think that of the three of them, while Will Levis went to quote unquote, the best team of the three, I do think that the situation for Anthony Richardson is one that I like the best of the three. I'll tell you why here in just a second. I'll remind you that the primetime show is presented by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go to get your dream address without the stress. Don't sell without the intel that you can only get at GaryAshton.com. So uh, as you look at the scenario for the Tennessee Titans, for the Indianapolis Colts, and for the Houston Texans. Richardson is the best fit to me. And I thought my friend Cam Wolf of the NFL Network on Good Morning Football, I believe this morning, made a pretty compelling case for why Anthony Richardson and Indianapolis are going to be at least set up for success. Yeah, Ryan, I love what you said about the plan because it was so important to see where Anthony Richardson went in this draft process because, like you said, there are some places where guys are set up to fail. I think that the Colts are a great spot for him because of what you just mentioned with Shane Steichen. He's been with the Jalen Hurts, who had similar questions coming out of college. Is he accurate enough to be that passer? Is he a running back? That's the quote-unquote notion that they that, that people want to give these quarterbacks who have struggles with that. Well, Anthony Richardson has some of the qualities. He just needs experience. And so I think it's a huge deal that, that Jim Irsay is saying what he's saying. When you watch Anthony Richardson last year in college, he started off slow. Zero touchdowns, four interceptions in his first three games. The last nine games, 17 touchdowns, five interceptions. What do you know? Guys get better with more reps. And so this is about 2024 through 2020, 2039, not 2023. And so I think that from week one, Anthony Richardson has to start. And you look at a situation with the Colts. You guys are talking about the different quarterbacks. Seven, this will be the seventh different week one starter for the Colts since 2017. Seven different starters. So it's time to get off the bicycle and commit to your guy, which they've done. Anthony Richardson wants to be great. I spent some time with him this offseason. He told me, I asked him, what do you want in a coach? He said, don't baby me. Be hard on yeah, me. I, I want to get the most that. out of me. I want to be great. And he's like, I can take it. And he's a guy who is best when he's comfortable, best when he's having fun. And so create a system around him. It may not look like your quintessential NFL offense from year one. That's fine. You grow into it like Josh Allen did. You grow into it like Jalen Hurts did. And maybe, just maybe, you get a superstar at the end. So that is uh, Cameron Wolf of the NFL Network making the case for the Colts and Anthony Richardson. Shane Steichen is the key there for me. Um, the, the quantifiable evidence of the effect of both him and former Colts offensive coordinator Nick Sirianni being able to stage the offense around Jalen Hurts in a way that built it up correctly and also capitalizing on a rookie quarterback contract to build the best possible team around that rookie or that rookie quarterback contract. So as Jalen Hurts progressed, they were well equipped to capitalize on that window. Now they made the Super Bowl, right? They lost the Super Bowl to the Kansas City Chiefs. They weren't good enough to overcome, you know, the best quarterback that arguably any of us have ever seen the most talented quarterback that any of us have ever seen. 
But I do think that at this point, uh, I do think at this point, you have a situation where Richardson, despite being the biggest unknown of these three, might actually be in the best position to succeed. Now, D'Amico Ryans is allegedly a great coach, a great defensive coordinator. How he manages as a head coach remains to be seen. How his coaching staff forms around him remains to be seen. Shane Steichen is also a first-year head coach. Mike Frabel and the Tennessee Titans are the most proven commodity, and I would probably, with, with so many unknowns in Houston, I would probably tier it this way. Colts with Richardson, Levis and the Titans, and Stroud and Houston. While, you know, that doesn't mean that Houston won't end up having success and that C.J. Stroud, you know, he may end up being the best of the three, right? There's there's no way to kind of assign that, but I think of the three in their respective fits, you know the least amount about Houston's coaching staff, so I think that's the hardest determination to make, which is why I would put it third. What I do know is that the offensive coaching staff with a player who's got a lot of raw talent that needs specific offensive catering to for the time being as they continue to expand his capabilities. I think that Richardson, that I'm the most intrigued by and that I'm probably the most excited by of any of these guys. Because, I mean, Anthony Richardson is is unlike any kind of athletic talent that we've seen at the quarterback position. I see a lot of people making Joe Milton comparisons and I really don't understand that at all. Joe Milton is not anywhere close to the athlete that Anthony Richardson is. This guy has, I mean, Josh Allen type potential meant something, may mean something drastically different now in 2023 than it did Josh Allen like potential, even when he was coming out of Wyoming, right? We always knew potential was the thing around Josh Allen, um, but we did not know quite the heights that he would be able to achieve. Now, we have no idea what Anthony Richardson, what his what any of the uh, future holds for these three. Uh, and by the way, like, Trying to learn anything, you know, maybe we will be able to learn some, but we will be able to learn some things from the preseason, right? But like preseason is such a sham of what professional football actually is that beyond it being full contact, there's really very little how they respond to a pass rush and things like that, how they, you know, manage things like the the huddle and the operation of the play clock and all these things that are going to be essential to their jobs. That stuff is important and that stuff matters. And it's important to pay attention how they manage those different things. It was important to pay attention to how Malik Willis managed those things. And I think you could see a lot of the issues or foresee a lot of the issues that might arise from Malik in an actual NFL game. Um, You know, knockoff football, preseason football is not going to teach me a ton about what these three are going to be capable of in the pros, but it will help us gain an understanding for fundamentally where they might be. Uh, so let's talk about let's talk about who we think might have the better rookie season between Anthony Richardson and CJ Stroud on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We'll talk about it together right after I remind you that primetime is presented by the great people at TrueMav Fitness in the Gulch. Today at TrueMav, it was core and back. We got a great workout in as uh, a couple of us went there for personal training as I go 8 a.m. Tuesday and Thursday mornings for personal training at True Math Fitness. They offer personal training with their great coaching staff. They also have regularly scheduled morning, afternoon, and evening group workout classes, circuit training, no workout ever recycled or repeated. And of course, if you want to sign up for their membership, they have a great open gym uh, for you to use their facilities and work out as you please. 
TrueMath Fitness is the best workout experience, the best bang for your buck, and they will even allow you to try it for free as a Middle Tennessee resident, your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident at TrueMathFitness.com. Go check them out today. Uh, who do you think is going to have the better rookie season, Stroud or Richardson? Uh, Tony Whitlow on Facebook Live says, Stroud, flatly. Mr. Jones says Hendon Hooker. Well, Hendon Hooker's uh, not going to play start, uh, to start the season. That's going to be Jared Goff. So he's more in a situation that Will Levis is. Now, we could talk about who's, you know, I mean, I think it'd probably be a flawed exercise to say who's going to have a better season between uh, Hooker or Levis because neither of them are going to start the season as the starters. But uh, I do think that those those two are the closer comparison right out the gate, right? I'm all four of these guys will be, or all yeah, all four of these guys will be compared to one another in some form or fashion. Um, but at this point, Stroud and Richardson are going to be day one starters, most likely uh, of the four top quarterback prospects. Um, uh, Buck is the devil tonight. He basically said he's pulling for the Colts as B French. No, I'm just interested in what their quarterback does. I'm going to have to watch him twice a year for the foreseeable future. So I'd rather him play. I'd rather him be compelling than not compelling. I know that's not good for you guys, but like, you know, I'd rather Will Levis be compelling than not compelling. I want CJ Stroud. I want all of these players to be good because I want to watch good football. I want to watch great football, to be honest with you. And I've seen moments of that, but I'd like to see that consistently. And I think that these young quarterbacks all in the same division, including Trevor Lawrence, I think they have great potential to be that. So I I want all of them to be as good as humanly possible because I'm going to watch them twice a year, you know, as long as I'm uh, as long as people continue to give me jobs here in the uh, state of Tennessee or around the AFC South. Uh, I think that when you look at the situation at hand, Stroud in Houston with, uh, some skill position talent, some that they've drafted, a lot of draft capital for them to maneuver with, an offensive line that I think is competent. You know, how uh, Laramie Tunsil is the thing that would make them above average, and we'll see how healthy he's able to stay. I know that's been a concern, or they had to shut him down, and it made sense to shut him down at a couple of different points. The Texans have one of the worst winning percentages in football, as do uh, as do the Jacksonville Jaguars, by the way, and Trevor Lawrence is trying to rectify that. But I think that uh, I think that when you look at the player most most equipped for success right out of the gate, C.J. Stroud is the more pro-ready prospect. I think that C.J. Stroud's skill set, not knowing what Anthony Richardson is going to look like right out of the gate, knowing what Anthony Richardson looked like in college and not having, I mean, I have an expectation that he will look similar to what he did in college, but I'm certain that, you know, an NFL offseason will will help him learn some operations, will have improved on some things. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of it's still going to be raw and mechanically flawed. Like there's a lot uh, that they have to offer. But I do think that, you know, the Texans offense is intriguing to me. Like I look at this year's Texans team and I think, okay, Maybe Cincinnati 2021, right? A team that has no business, you know, being as good as it does in year one of a, or or maybe, you know, in the next two years, right? They didn't do it in Burroughs rookie season. The Jags didn't do it in Lawrence's rookie season, right? It took two years for them to kind of emerge really on the scene with, with Burrow and Lawrence being the kind of dark horse. So maybe it's too early for the Texans, but the Texans I'm kind of looking at in that same light. I think that CJ Stroud being more ready out of the gate is just going to help him. It's, he's going to 
I, I feel like it will be easier for him to have a more productive rookie season. And so my selection would be that of C.J. Stroud. Um, and again, going to uh, a clip from our buddy Cam Wolf on the NFL Network talking about C.J. Stroud and his fit in Houston. You talk about this Texans team, I believe expectations should be measured. I think you made a great point about what they showed at the back end of last year, but I think the big move that I loved this offseason was them hiring D'Amico Ryans. I think he's going to be an excellent coach, and he and his expectations are that this team will be better sooner than people think. I talked to him at the Combine, and he was like, just keep an eye on us. It may not take as long as people think, but you got to remember where the Texans came from. The last three years, they have had the worst combined record of any team in the league. And we have a board to kind of show where these teams have been ranked. You got the Jags, the Jets, the Bears, the Jags trending upward, the Jets have Aaron Rodgers, the Texans 11, 38 and 1 over the last three years. They need a glimpse of hope that they'll exit this darkness. Every time we've talked about the Texans the last few years, it's been under the guise of the post-Deshaun Watson era. Everything's like post-Deshaun. Now it's the C.J. Stroud era. Now it's the Will Anderson era. Now it's the D'Amico Ryans era. And so last year, three wins. For me, six wins would be a, a great year one step. And then you can try to push to move in this division. Right now, the Jags are the class of the division, probably the team everybody's chasing. But they're on even playing field with everyone else. The Colts have a rookie quarterback in Anthony Richardson. The Titans are in a transition right now. They have Ryan Tannehill, Will Levis. Why can't C.J. Stroud jump them up ahead of the Colts, ahead of the Titans, and be right there as a top challenger for the Jags? And so that's what I'm eager to see. C.J. Stroud, I want to see his connection with Tank Dell. You shouted out the Cougs, Washington State. I'm a other Cougs alum, Houston, and so I love Tank <laughs> Dell. I think that he's going to be a great combo with C.J. Stroud. And then D'Amico Ryans with Will Anderson on the other side. I know it may be a little lofty, but D'Amico Ryans had a Boza. Uh, when he was with the 49ers there, can Will Anderson be his own version of that being the anchor of that defense? So at this point, um, I think that uh, at this point, I think that Stroud is probably going to be best equipped out of the gate. And I think that with uh, with what you see from Will Levis, I'm fascinated to see what he looks like when he gets on the field. Um, I just don't know that that will be this year or if that, you know, I'll have to, I mean, preseason, obviously we'll see him, but I, I don't, you know, I, I think that the other two obviously are going to be uh, more at the forefront are going to be more at the forefront right out of the gate. And then I think CJ Stroud, just by nature of where he is as a player, it more equips him for immediate success, whether he goes on to be the more successful of the, of the two or even the three, or if you want to, include Hendon Hooker and say four quarterbacks uh, who are who the four top quarterbacks who are in this year's draft. Um, you know, I'm fascinated to see how all their careers play out. I really, I really like Hendon Hooker and uh, well, I will say that I like Hendon Hooker with uh, Detroit's offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson. I don't know how much longer Ben Johnson is going. If they have more success with Jared Goff as the quarterback, I imagine Ben Johnson's going to get a job somewhere else. So I like that fit for the time being. So we will see how this thing goes. Uh, Jay says, I love how everyone forgets about Malik. Kid will improve. And if he gives them what they're looking for, I'm going to laugh. Uh, well, if, if Malik if Malik does improve, then they're banged, right? Like if Malik, if Malik improves substantially, then they've he's put them in a terrible position. So, you know, I'm not saying that uh, I'm the best quarterback needs to be rewarded for winning the job. But if Malik, if it's Malik, then it really, really complicates their situation. Uh, particularly around 
particularly around the future of the quarterback position, uh, even further still with the Ryan Tannehill scenario. Uh, Good morning, football. MB says, good morning, football is just a reporter show. There's no real analyzing in the offseason until they have guests, says B French. Uh, MB also asks, what other shows do I watch? So um, I will say the only show that I actually watch, because uh, I see clips on social media, uh, I don't watch much, uh, I would say, beyond. I watch the uh, the NFL matchup show with Greg Cosell during the season. Uh, I think it's one of the most informative uh, programs out there. It's not just because I do the pod with Greg, by the way, tomorrow's podcast is going to be on Joe Milton, uh, as a pro prospect. So you guys can jump in on that one. That's going to be really, really good. I, I know Greg spent a lot of time watching Joe and I think coming off the heels of this Anthony Richardson comparison stuff, it's going to be a really good conversation to dive into tomorrow. So we'll do that with Cosell tomorrow on the install. Um, but I, do, I watch the NFL matchup show, which is only during the season. Then I watch NFL live. Uh, and that's really it. Like NFL live, I think, with the uh, like the present iteration of NFL Live, I think it's full stop the best sports daily show out there. Um, not just because it's NFL and that's what I'm going to consume, uh, but I, I think it's surpassed around the horn. I think they've got a great cast to it. I think that's really smart show. I think it's good football information for not just explaining football to people in layman's terms, but also in terms of industry people, coaches, players who enjoy the show, who participate in the show. It's a, and again, like the cast is great. The chemistry is great. And that's a really, really hard thing to get right on those television shows. But uh, yeah, that, um, those are the only two things that I watch, I would say on a regular basis. Uh, I do listen to a lot of podcasts just cause, you know, and like, cause if I'm going to watch something, one is probably not going to be football. Like, uh, to be honest with you, like, I, you know, when I, when I, when, if I don't have to watch tape of players or game tape of uh, an upcoming Titans opponent to prepare for a week or, you know, draft prospects to the draft, like I, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather not watch more sports stuff to be honest with you. Uh, but I do listen to the athletics, uh, the athletics football show, I think is really good. And then, um, another NFL show. Do I listen to another NFL show? I don't think so. Yeah, that might be it. Okay. Uh, no free ads, but yeah, those are uh, those are all really good. Oh, well, I, I mean, I listen to Dan Levitard and Tony Kornheiser every day that they do a podcast. That, that's my, like, that's I that's my version of whatever primetime is to you guys or those of you who listen to the, uh, uh, those of you who listen to uh, to the radio show every day, like the, I listen to Dan Levitard's show and I listen to Tony Kornheiser's show every day. That's who I tried to learn how to do my shows. Uh, I think they're really, really smart, and they do really great work with it. Uh, Jared writes his fantasy football now. I, you know, the, I, I follow a lot of fantasy football on social media just because their information is good. But, like, I don't play fantasy football, right? It's not a um, – I, I don't play fantasy football. It's, one, I, we don't put money on it because I'm not an NFL employee, but I'm somebody whose job it is to provide NFL coverage, and so gambling and fantasy football around the league – uh, is something that is, you know, I think ethically frowned upon. So I don't do it. Uh, like I am in a, I'm in a fantasy football league. It's immediately with like Kaharski and Jimmy and Rep Ryan of Titans radio. But like, there's also people who work for the Titans in that, in that media league. So like, 
you know, I'm one of those people because I'm, I'm working on Sunday. So I don't, I don't remember to set my, I'm, I'm the person, I'm the least favorite person in your fantasy football league. Cause I forget. And then I check out and then I'll try and, you know, I'll try and auction off players for money for somebody who actually cares about winning the league when I, you know, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's move on. Um, B French says, Buck, I'm a top three podcast. Uh, oh, or my top three podcasts. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I assume the self-involved, uh, self-involved, uh, the self-involvement in me made me think that you were saying that I had a full top three podcast. MB says, we need a full ass Buck show. You know, I did get, get a DM. Maybe we can do that tomorrow. I don't have, I don't know shit else to talk about, to be honest with you. So we could probably uh, find a way. I'll have to come up with a title that's Titans related to get the majority of you guys in here. Because if it's just an ass buck show, then there's going to be like 10 people in here. And I'm not going to do a show for 10 people. But uh, I did get a couple of DM requests for the like offseason ideas of people just asking me questions. Like and ask me anything, whether it's about the Titans or, you know, professional stuff. And I'd, I'd be happy to do that. So maybe we'll do that tomorrow. And, uh, and, uh, and that'll be the last show of the week. Uh, top three podcasts I would be happy to do. Uh, for me, it is Dan Levitard show with Stu Gatz. I think that's, uh, I think that's the best in quality sports related entertainment, even though they're like half a, they're a variety show at this point. They're not really a, I mean, they are a sports show. It's a sports based show, but it's more a variety show. And I, uh, that's like I said, that's who I tried to learn how to do our show from that's uh that is the thing that i listen to every day without fail because it's the thing that makes me laugh it's the thing that makes me smile honestly like um you know in the same way that i know some of you guys feel like you're a part of the show and i love that i love when i love seeing cool things like some people tweeting me uh pictures of their bowling t-shirts for their teams that they've made for thursday night's bowling event and they'll make it a pun off the show or people who make the memes of like me and lucas and bert and stuff like that. I love how invested you guys are in the the primetime show or the podcast or the installer or the radio show, whatever the case may be. And I'm that kind of invested in Dan and them. Like they, uh, you know, that's that's where I go to just kind of decompress and laugh a little bit. Uh, Kornheiser's the same way. That's that's probably second. And then for me, third is uh, Fresh Air with Terry Gross. Uh, she's the goat. It's, you know, I, I know, and I don't listen to Howard. I, it's not, I don't like, it's not that I don't like Howard Stern. It's just, I, I wasn't, you know, wasn't exposed to Howard Stern really very much at all until, you know, honestly, pretty recently. And then having to keep Bird awake in a car ride home from Bonnaroo, slapping him in the head or let, letting him slap himself in the neck and make fun of Robin, uh, the, uh, the co-host, but uh, Terry Gross uh, at NPR, she's been doing it. I, I think that that show has been on the air for 50 years. They interview everybody from, um, uh, from the highest and most uh, powerful politicians to figures in music, to figures in pop culture, to artists. It's a, such a wide, to people in sports, such a wide spectrum um, of interview topics. And I think she, for my money, she might be the best interviewer that I've ever heard. Terry Gross uh, and, and the NPR show Fresh Air is an absolute banger. Um, Mr. Jones says, uh, Bussing with the Boys. Um, I do catch busting every once in a while. It's, uh, they, they've, to Taylor and Will's credit, they've had a ton of success, right? Um, and you know, they have a lot of, they have a lot of Titans related topics. So I do listen to busting a fair amount. Um, but you know, for, you know, I'm not the audience, right? I'm just not the target demo. 
there. Those are my friends. They do a great job. I think the podcast is great at who they're trying to appeal to, and I think they've absolutely kicked ass with it. But, like, I'm not the target demo. It's it's a different kind of person, I think, that they're trying to reach than me specifically. So it's not, you know, I, I don't think there's any harm in putting them outside the top three. I do, but I do, you know, I, I would not tell Taylor and Will this to their faces, but I, I am incredibly impressed with the way that they have worked to make that successful because a lot of, you know, athletes can just sit down be pains in the asses about doing a podcast, even though they're getting paid a lot of money to do the podcast and, and let it be whatever it is. And those two actually do, do work, uh, to, to make that a, a quality product. So, uh, good on them. Yeah. So those are my top three, Levitard, Kornheiser, Fresh Air with Terry Gross. Pretty good. Uh, gone viral. Let us get to, uh, the thing in sports that caught my attention most. Well, actually the thing on the internet that caught my attention the most was the idea that my radio show starts at 10 a.m. And I arrived at work today at 10.02 because I know that the morning show perpetually is going to be late. Uh, William Jones says, pivot, I am athlete. I, you know, I've never actually I've never actually listened to those podcasts. I just see the clips. It's like, it's like late night shows. Like a lot of these things, like you don't need to listen to all of them because they're like three hours long. And a lot of it's redundant conversation and some of it's, uh, some of it's quality and some of it's, you know, just athletes talking to athletes or famous people talking to famous people. And a lot of times the conversation is honestly not that compelling. Um, and that's, you know, that's not to say, that's not to say that I feel that way about the pivot or I am athlete. I literally have not heard a full episode of either of those. I just see the clips from time to time. So it might be more interesting than I'm going to make it credit for, but there's nothing about them that's made me actively seek out the podcast other than to see their clips on the internet from time to time. Uh, B French is asking me for top three people I'd like to meet. We're going to do, we can do a, a, we can do a full AMA show tomorrow. You guys know how much I like to talk about myself. So I'm sure it'll be the longest show of the year. <laughs> uh, gone viral. Speaking of self-involvement, uh, the best thing that you might see on the internet this week is Bert and company this morning, Ron Slay, Ramon Foster, Will Bowling, Sammy Kincaid, Lucas Panzeca, basically everybody that I work with at the radio station actively trying to keep me out of the radio studio and of course the video is not there no wait there it is i do believe we'll see <laughs> our fellow employees <laughs> for being over like i don't know man it was like this when i got here well, i don't know <laughs> teddy okay okay <laughs> for yourself all of you can eat (laughs) so yeah i'm late a lot of you complain about how late i am to the primetime show from time to time the radio show has a hard start time at 10 a.m and even then i managed to slide in there while the titans report is playing at 10.02 this morning i uh it's it's later than i normally am normally i'm pretty good normally it's 9 58 59 on the nose or thereabouts but uh yeah as of late it's been you know everybody's in off-season mode and that includes myself uh chris frazier says uh he's quoting austin stanley of abc sports i think if the titans get deandre hopkins go ahead and put some money down on the titans to win the afc south well, that's great listen to abc sports in the morning they can talk about that i have no idea if that's going to happen because deandre hopkins is not a titan and uh until such time i'm not going to talk about them winning the division with deandre hopkins because they don't have him yet uh okay that's gonna do it for us tonight appreciate you guys hanging out radio show tomorrow 10 to 1 on 104.5 the zone we're gonna have a great time bowling tickets we only have 10 
left. There are only 10 tickets remaining for the bowling event. It's going to be an incredible night to benefit Home Street Home. I want as many of you there as humanly possible. But like I said, we are running out of tickets to sell. This thing goes down on Thursday at Kings Bowl in Cool Springs. If you're here in the Middle Tennessee area, like I said, it's going to be an awesome time. We're going to raise a lot of money for a great cause. Former Titan Center Ben Jones is going to be there. Ron Slay, uh, the I think the whole crew of Ramon, Kayla, and Will uh, is going to be participating. Coach Mack from Titans Radio, Darren Bates, and the Raw Room crew. It's going to be, I don't know why I'm repeating all of this for you when I'm just going to play a trailer to tell you all about the bowling event at the end of the show, but I figured that, you know, I might as well remind you uh, a second time and potentially a third time, because like I said, there's only 10 tickets left to this thing. And if you want to go, you may have to go ahead and get them right now. What's going on, guys? Buck Rising here to tell you about the Split Happens Bowling Bash, the second annual event that we're having this year's charity that we're benefiting is Home Street Home, an incredible organization here in Middle Tennessee that works with the homeless community to make sure that they have all the resources that they need. What you're going to get with your ticket purchase at 1045thezone.com is three hours of unlimited bowling, food, drinks, and of course, a portion of the proceeds going to benefit Home Street Home. Kings Bowl in Cool Springs on July the 13th is when this is going down. Former Titan Center Ben Jones, Coach Mack of Titans Radio, Darren Bates, and the Raw Room crew. So many people from 104.5 The Zone who are on air who are going to be hanging out and competing against you for a lot of cool prizes as well. So make sure you get your tickets today at 104.5 The Zone.